day, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Club Rugby Collective Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Hospital Challenge Cup, brought to you by All Sports Physiotherapy. My name is Brendan Sorsotel from Queensland Rugby, and joining me this week is a very special guy. It's, it's been his birthday this week. It's the big Jay Borstort. How are we, mate? <laughs> Living the dream, saucy boy. Thanks for bringing it up, brother. 32 years old and feeling every every second of it, man, to be honest. Well, mate, you're sporting a cast as well. It's just, what a what a way to bring in the birthday. <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. It's killing me. I climbed a mountain, went to the beach on my birthday and then couldn't sleep because my legs and my hammies and my glutes were too sore. So, yeah, man, I've been saying that like... Um, yeah, I'm 32 and I don't feel 32 while I'm at rugby training and then I break my thumb and my legs hurt and I can't walk up a hill. All right, it's all adding up. It's all adding up. So, But, no, nah, it's been a good week, mate. We saw some cracking footy last weekend as well, which made things all the, all the more sweet, man. Well, mate, your doggies gave you an early birthday present. Oh, Beating Jeeps oh, yeah. on Ladies' Day, 36-26. Did anyone see this one coming? Mate, uh, look, uh, we we said Chips and I were talking about it last week, and Chips was, and we were saying, you know, we play we play well against Jeeps at home. We always have. It's just one of those ones that, for whatever reason, they tend to front up. And I think this year as well, the matchup was a lot more um, a lot more similar to what we've seen in the past. You know, our forward pack is very very strong. I think you saw in set piece time. Um, especially at the scrum and the rolling mall. Uh, both sides were very good and it sort of cancelled themselves out. But Jeeps threw everything at the doggies. And for once, their defence really shaped up. Still leaked in 26 points. But, mate, like the Fijians in that Jeep side, froth contact and Ratu Vio you know, Abeli Natunai. So they were absolutely having a dig. And I think the doggies several times got crucial turnovers, held up tries, you know, try saving tackles brought down just before the try line. I think, uh, look, I said last week, you know, strange things tend to happen on ladies day for the home crowd because, you know, when you've got so many ladies there enjoying the day out, the blokes tend to stand up pretty highly, especially, you know, I've said before, you know, don't don't ever discredit a 23-year-old winger on Ladies' Day. And look what Shay Lalanavesi had, mate. He absolutely chopped up on the sting. So, mate, it was a fantastic game of footy. Really high, high energy, really fast-paced, brutal game of footy. And, you know, I'm just absolutely chuffed the doggies came away with a dub. Mate, the guy that stole Ladies' Day was Cooper Whiteside, mate. That try he scored in front oh, of yeah. 10. And then he proceeded to slot... Four conversions and a penalty. Great day out for the youngster. Mate, isn't he playing bloody brilliant football there at 10? I think um, I think he's a natural 10. You just watch how he plays. I mean, his passing game is just... He reminds me a lot of Beric Barnes. He's got a brilliant kicking game. You know, he just... He's a very... He's just a, he's just a footy player. You know, he's got a rugby player's brain and I think the added pressure of putting him at 10 has actually allowed him to flourish and look the doggies have a long-term 10 in Cooper Whiteside that's if he doesn't go on to higher honours which I definitely reckon could be on offer 
um, if he keeps up playing this brand of footy because he has been absolutely fantastic since having to take over the reins since Carter Gordon's injury. Mate, he's been excellent. And it's worth uh, giving a shout-out as well. Byron Hutchinson, was that his return, Matt? Or has he been back for a couple of weeks? No, he had a few weeks ago through third grade. (laughs) So... He, uh, he had a kid recently. He wanted to notch the 100, uh, the 100 matches for West Premier grades. So, yeah, the Rhino, he's come back. Uh, so he's made his way up through res- uh, through third grade, then the reserve grade. Now he's coming off the bench for them. And, yeah, he bagged that uh, trot. Mate, not a handy replacement to be able to um, bring into the mix is Byron Hutchinson. That's a damn sure. Now, mate, we're going to discuss this a bit later in the podcast, but this result potentially puts GPS in a very precarious position heading towards finals now. We've only got three rounds remaining, but we'll get to that a bit later on. Mate, at Crosby Park, complete reversal, mate, at that first game we saw between Brothers and South back in round one, mate. The Brethren were on fire in this one. 63-5, they got up. Uh, mate, the, the scoreline we predicted, yeah, as we said, look, ch- uh, at Chipsy Wood earlier this year, the Magpies were able to do them in. Um, you know, Tivo Maloney said at the time, he thought they switched off and no points were on offer and that's that can happen. And sometimes it's actually to be expected, you know. It's, it was almost like a glorified trial. But, um, yeah, look, this was just all one-way traffic and it's exactly what we predicted, you know. I think... South came out of the blocks early this season. We're really putting some swords, uh, some teams to the sword early on, but weren't able to close it out for whatever reason, just maybe a lack of, uh, you know, game management and experience. But since then, I think it it's tough. Premier Rugby football is tough. Um, you know, it's a shortened season, but that means that everybody's playing every game as if it's a final. So you're getting battered probably twice as much um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it is starting to show on that young side. But, mate, brothers, I, I said earlier this year their fourth spot is theirs to lose. And to be honest, as you said, we'll touch on it. But I reckon they're going to be playing finals and then another team may not be. Mate, I just feel like they're getting incrementally better, mate. And we saw the other weekend, mate, just how good. Hudson Crichton is at 13, mate, and young Nate Carroll outside of him. He's a great finisher. And Noah Nielsen um, as the stand-in seven at the moment, mate, uh, coming out third grade last year, mate. He hasn't skipped a beat in front grade. He is playing some great footy. And let's just hope these South guys, mate, take the opportunity to, to, you know, gain some experience from this year and come out of it better because there are some good footy players there, mate. It's just going to take some time in the saddle for them to get better. But another big scoreline on the weekend and one that um, I was pretty surprised with, to be honest, given the team that UQ rolled out with a lot of youngsters. I really thought North potentially had a chance to maybe claim a scalp here. But the students, mate, they got up 39-0 against the Eagles. Yeah, this was all one-way traffic. Like, I, I was very much the same source when I remember we were reading through the team list sort of as it was coming out and we were saying, oh, geez, actually, they're resting some players, they're trialling some new combos, you know, Jasper Nellich was stepping up to fly up, that sort of stuff. But um, it, it unfortunately, it's one of those, it's as every team has it, 
it's one of those days, nothing went right for Norths. Absolutely nothing. Like they were doing some things and they make an 80 meter break and then a silly knock on or perfect example. First five minutes of the starting, the start of the second half, they had three errors that were just, you know, like have a half arm penalty, quick tap, run, pass it straight into touch, you know, make a half break, get over, knock it on at the base of a ruck. Just things like that where, it was not their day. And I think any side probably would have put them to the sword because, again, as I said, it was just one of those days when nothing was going to work out for them, unfortunately. Um, whereas for UQ, they they had a lot of things go their way. They, they mauled really well off their lineouts. They were playing direct through the centres. You know, Jasper Mellish, I thought he was actually quite good at 10. He's got a very good dinky little um, kicking game off his left boot. So it's always handy having a left-footed kicker. And I think uh, I think they're going to be all the better for being able to give Jasper Mellish a little bit of a sniff there in, um, in the cop raid. Great Sunny Coast product, mate. Get around him. Yeah. Yep. Big fan. Told you. He's sort of like a fatty. Got a bit of a gut. Doesn't look... I was like, I'm a huge... He, I reckon he's the new Matt Brandon. He looks like Brando. If only he chops rumbos as well as Brando does, mate, I'm going to be all for him. Crown Rugby's newest answer to Andy Goode. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to lose some. Yeah, the poor man's Andy Goode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, mate, the match of the round, obviously, it was mental health round last weekend. Great to see all the clubs get around it, but obviously, in the match of the round saw East and Sunny Bank contest of the Rick Tyrrell Cup. Safe to say, the Rick Tyrrell Cup ain't leaving Tigerland with the East boys getting up 36-12 in this one. Mate, we were both there. Um, mate, Sunnybank were definitely in it in the first half, but it was pretty comprehensive from East, I thought, in that second stanza in particular, mate. And some some more class performances from guys like Eli Pills, Benny Moen, and uh, big Georgie Bloomfield uh, scored, mate, uh, against his old club. Got the big the fist up. He was excited. Yeah. Um, but, mate, how about uh, Dylan Taikato Simpson's side turning Digby Iwani inside out? Yeah, that's something you've got to be telling your grandkids, that's for sure. I don't think you'll be telling in the time that Digby Iwani ran 100 metres to score against them. But, um, look, we'll just let <laughs> let the history book show as what a 36-12 to 12 win. Uh, comprehensive. That first half went back and forth. Uh, Hamish Barton and I were saying in the call, it's strange. They're really not contesting the breakdown and had a chance to have a chat to Reese Van Nonek after the game. And he said, no, it was a tactic. They, they would hit, they would let them, uh, they would hit that break, uh, the tackle, the hit and stick, and then they'd get up straight away and fan out. And it, it really, it really paid dividends. They were making Sunnybank have to either kick the territory or run their way out. And only one time did it pay where they went 100 metres. Other than that, they weren't able to kick to those fringes and let Digby get into the game. He actually had to go hunting for it. Um, and I I think that's that's one of the things that is setting East apart from other teams is this competition is. Uh, Mudra Aluni, he's... He's very pragmatic with his coaching. We saw it against Jeeps, though. They're not are not afraid to change their their tactics to uh, dictate a game, and their players are doing it well. Um, you know, we saw it against Jeeps. They were happy to put the ball on the toe, whereas you know Jeeps weren't. Uh, this game, they were happy to let Sunnybank win that breakdown battle because they knew they had to 
quell their attacking backs. So very smart football side East. Uh, Sunnybank again, just, yeah, just don't have the staying power at the moment, unfortunately. You see glimpses of what they can do. Um, but yeah, East were too classy on the day. It's interesting that tactic you, you said there because like I obviously shot that whole match um, and I'm sitting there thinking, I need a photo of DB with the footy. And <laughs> I didn't get one. And now that I'm sitting here sort of thinking about it through after what you've said, I really don't think the ball got outside of Liam McNamara that whole match. No, no I mean, well, obviously on occasion it did, but they were finding they were yeah. difficult to get that width because they were allowing the breakdown just to be free because, you know, their outside backs are deadly, absolutely deadly. You know, I think putting up when he was really good, but, yeah, yeah, no, you know, again, only so much you can do with such limited pill. And I, I uh, had a chance to have a chat to Tom Olosevich's old man after the game and we were mentioning it and he actually said he could hear Digby yelling out, Qantas, Qantas, obviously, put the kick in, kick it over. And it just wasn't an option. Then you saw him having to go hunting a bit more in the second half. So, yeah, look, tactics is one thing that East are absolutely killing this season. Very true. And, mate, a couple of changes in the front row. We saw Zach Crothers only in his second year out of school. He was 17 when he made his prime grade debut last year. So he's only just 19. This year, he started at hooker and, mate, didn't miss a beat in terms of the scrum performance, mate. He was excellent. No, not at all. I think there was a little bit of early pressure coming on from Sunnybank, but it started to go the way of the Tigers. But, um, I mean, Richie Asiata was so good on the day. I think it was between him, Eli Pills, and Tom Milosevic from there in the match for mine. But um, to have someone like Richie Asiata who can play literally anywhere in the front row, Chodo Baggins can play hooker and tighthead as well. And Luke now. They had He's done some trash. Who's that? Said Reese, he's uh, Simon Craig, our uh, forwards coach, been doing some work on him to play with Luke's head as well. So we've got two guys there Matt, who can play all three front row positions. Oh, get stuffed. Oh, that's <laughs> just spoiled for choice, mate. Like, that is, is ridiculous, 100%. right? Yeah. So, yeah, mate, I, I really rate Zach Brothers. I think you do lose a bit by way of his scrummaging, which is to be expected from a 19 year old, but. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, the difference between losing George Francis and having to promote Zach Brothers, you get that hard presence on the pill. But he's just got a good footy brain on him. He's got a good motor. And I think he's got a huge career ahead of him. Mate, scored a try, obviously, in the opening minutes as well. Um, yeah. Absolutely cracker. And then we saw another young guy come on as well. Um, that's just second-generation Tiger in Benny Stoddart. His dad, um, Tim, has been club president. He's still sort of on the committee. And um, he's uh, he runs a, a steel company that employs a lot of the boys at East as well. So we've got some good family ties there, mate. And just some uh, some you know next generation tigers. It's exciting. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Came on the flank, didn't he? Yep, yep, yep. Played blindside there. Uh, came on for Georgie Bullfield, I think. Yeah, good to see, mate. Look, that's one thing I've always said about East. I love their culture. Their culture is fantastic. And you can hear how much they get around everyone when they're down there. They make their debuts. They're yelling out Beaver when Mitch Schneider's chopping up and they're all getting around the 
boys, they love it, mate. I think uh, East has probably one of the best cultures in all club competition. And it's good to see them getting around the boys. I did I did have to I was worrying a little bit about what the reaction was gonna be though when Dylan Taiketo stepped and then got past Digby to score and that whole cohort of players in the beer gardens they're going, Digby's fault, Digby's fault. I was just going, Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, I'm sure Digby's copped it a hell of a lot worse from around the world. I mean that crew of lunatics is pretty rabid, but yeah, I'm sure he's copped his fair, fair share of uh, criticisms, mate. Very true. All right. Well, once again, as we mentioned, round nine, another cracking round of, sorry, that was round eight, another cracking round of footy in the bank, throwing forward to round nine. And as we said, some of the results potentially have some big impacts on finals calculations moving forward now. There's three rounds left. Now, one of the key things is Bond had the bye last weekend and they went into the bye in third position, came out of the bye in third position with Jeeps obviously mm. dropping that game. So an excellent result for Bond and they're now primed in third position on the ladder, mate, to, for potentially their first, um, their first actual stint in finals as Bond. We haven't seen them in the finals yet um, as Bond Uni. It's not since the Gold Coast Breakers Day that we saw, have seen a Gold Coast team in the Premier Finals. So ahead of their match against Sunnybank this weekend, we thought we'll have a chat to one of the longest-serving Gold Coast stalwarts, Hooker Nick Turner, mate, one of your favourites. All right, well, joining us now, folks, we have Bond University hooker Nick Turner to talk about how the Bull Sharks are travelling as we head towards the back end of the season. Nick, how are we, mate? Very good, buddy. Now, mate, it's been it's been a funny year, obviously, with the whole COVID period, and I know that there was a lot of issues in terms of guys not being able to get over the border and all that sort of stuff for you guys on the coast, but um, come season time, mate, you guys have been on fire. Besides... Um, you know, that loss to, to brothers at brothers, mate. You've had some massive wins and played some great footy. It must be a good feeling down at Shark Park. Yeah, it really is. Um, especially with third grade and the women joining into the club, it's really, I don't know, sort of made us more of a club feel. Um, so everyone's really pretty tight-knit group and everyone's sort of getting around each other, all the different teams, so it's unreal. Mate, you mentioned third grade and women's there. Obviously, women, they're sort of at the top of their table as well. They'll likely be playing footy. Um, in the finals, the third grade, mate, it must give you guys just that extra level of confidence knowing that there's that other step below reserve grade for you guys in terms of some depth. Yeah, it's probably where we've struggled the most uh, in recent years. We've been there or thereabouts, been a couple of key injuries sort of hurts us. But now having, you know, that, that extra team, the extra numbers around, to sort of, yeah, like you said, adds that depth. And, you know, we're lucky that we've got guys like, you know, when 30 was injured, we've got guys like Justin Bernstein and stuff straight into their boots and absolutely killed us, killed it for us. So, yeah, it's, it's really a good addition to the club. Very true, mate. Now, one key recruit for you guys, mate, who seems to be going great guns and playing some awesome footy, uh, Liam Dillon, mate, at halfback. He seems to have added a whole other element to attack just in terms of creating some front football, mate. He's very quick from the base of the ruck. Yeah, and he's, he's played high-level footy and he has been around for a while. If I remember when he used to play at West, how much of a pain in the ass he was to play against, you know, the NRC and all that sort of stuff. So, 
for a fairly young guy, I think he's still only 25. He's got you know a huge amount of uh, experience and he's pretty level-headed as well. So he's he's a really handy guy to have around. Now, mate, someone else who's been impressive this year, mate, Max Dowd. Obviously, he came onto the scene sort of last year um, and was playing in the outside backs, but it looks to be that he spent a bit of time in the off-season putting some size on and uh, he's going great guns for you at fullback as well. Yeah, uh, we all, all knew the potential Max he had. Um, and like you said, he's been in the gym. You can tell, I think, every single photo you catch, he's, you know, flexing his biceps or pulling stupid backs or something like that. Um, but, yeah, he's going great guns for us. Unfortunately, you know, we had the injury to Joey Fittick, but it's actually allowed Max to go back to fullback instead of on the wing and sort of given him more opportunity, which has really suited him. And, mate... Um... Tell us about your centre combo, mate, Ryan Menzies and Dan Boardman there. Obviously, Menzies has played a lot of Prem rugby as a winger um, and has sort of moved into 12 out of necessity. We sort of found a bit of a home there, mate. And um, Captain Dan Boardman, mate, um, mate, he's uh, he's definitely got the, the physique of a professional footy player, mate, but it's looking like he's got the game to match. Yeah, 100%. They're, um, they're just such hard workers in the centres, like, you know, I think pretty much every game, Menzo is pretty much top for ball carries. Porto's got to be up there with tackles. You know, Evan, I don't think I've ever seen him miss a tackle, to be honest. So they're just such a reliable sort of pairing in the middle there. Um, you know what we're going to get from them each game. You know, big, hard ball runners and, you know, efficient tackles. So. Yeah, mate, I suppose within the back line, like the guys who we expect to perform are performing and they're doing well for you guys. But there's a few new faces in the forward pack, mate. Who's um, some of the guys that you've really enjoyed playing with over these last few weeks that are, that are new to the club? I've got to say uh, two, two props. Um, you know, we've got George Blake Tonga. He's fresh out of school, fresh out of TSS last year. So for a you know, 19-year-old kid to be doing what he's doing in the field at loose head prop, um, it's just absolutely unreal. And then the same as um, Sigsy. Sigsy, we played against him up at UQ. Um, come down, and he actually got really crook before before the season. You know, I think he got down to something like 87 kilos or something ridiculous like that. And he's managed to put put some size back on, and he's absolutely... Um, so, yeah, for those two young guys, we really stepped up. And, yeah, can't give him a big enough wrap. And, mate, another fellow that's come in, Declan Deneen, mate, um, joining his mate, Dill Rowe. That's obviously a big coup for you guys and a great um, back row recruit, mate, to get the uh, the former South Club captain over. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, he actually played against us last year, I think it was. It was the first time I met him. And then all of a sudden he turned preseason. I had no idea he was coming down. But, yeah, he's been unreal for us. And, you know, him and uh, Dill are actually lived together. So, they had obviously... Close mates, and yeah, you see them bounce off each other 24-7. Yeah, mate, I thought the other fellow that had a massive game against Stouse the other week um, when I saw you guys play, Jake Upfield, he's got a rude lid on him, mate. I don't know what's going on with that haircut. But, um, <laughs> mate, in terms of uh, his input, mate, at lock, he's um, he's physical, but he's also got uh, a good motor on him and that sort of acts as sort of a fourth back rower as well. Yeah, 100%. He's um he's actually been playing six over for Jersey over in the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he came through our Colts program and we always just sort of said he was, you know, stick thin. We always just needed to put on a bit of size and he's, he's managed to put on those few extra kilos. And, mate, he's always had unreal skill. He's been unreal in line out. So that extra bit of weight's added that physicality to his game, which is really, you know, taken to that next level. Now, mate, obviously... You guys are in a great position, mate, in the top three at the moment. 
Um, there's only a few games left in the season, and it looks like finals are you know definitely on the cards for you guys. What sort of the the chat at training at the moment? What's sort of the focus over the next few weeks to ensure that you guys are there come the business end? Uh, we pretty much have to take it week by week. Um, you look at Sunnybank; they've been pretty unfortunate. I think they've only won one game, but I think I think it was like four or five games they've lost by less than three points. You know, different refs call or bounce of the ball, and it's just a completely different story for them. So we've got to take them seriously. Uh, they've got unreal players, like you know, having Sargi down at the club for the last few years. We know what he can do. Guys like Tommy Lucas, and of course they've got big diggers down there these days. So. And any day they can turn it on. So really, we're just focusing on this Saturday and getting getting job done this Saturday, and then go from there. Now, mate, for you, um, you're one of very few guys at the club, mate, that has links to the Breakers days at Gold Coast Footy. There's yourself. You mentioned Justin Bernstein before we got on the call, and obviously Grant Anderson, mate, has been a long time um, serving at Gold Coast Footy, including the Breakers. Um, how special is it, mate, just to see this new sort of evolution of Bond? rugby continue to evolve and just see sort of the new heights you guys are reaching um, sort of each year? Yeah, mate, it's unreal to sort of, we were sort of the perennial uh, seller dwellers back in the day when I first sort of came to the club. Um, just unreal. Last sort of few years we've been there, thereabouts, and just, you know, one one game here or there sort of cost us. I think last, week, last year we missed out, I think, about one point by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just... Just unreal, like, you know, obviously we've got the facilities, we've, we've got the staff, the coaching, medical staff, you know, everything for us. Just unreal to see the players really buying in that a little bit more. Um, you know, we've got a young group coming through and they've all really bought in, they're all super enthusiastic and just seeing that sort of push us that a little step further um, and, yeah, hopefully we get the job done this weekend and then it's looking like we'll be in the finals for the first time in my senior career anyway. And for you, mate, given your time there at the club, mate, what would it mean to be able to actually play some finals footy at Bellymore, mate? Yeah, it'd be unreal, mate. Most years I'll go up and, and watch the, the grand final as I pop up at Bellymore. To actually be on the field instead of sitting on the sideline with a beer in my hand would be an unreal feeling. Um, so, yeah, it mean, it mean the, a lot to, you know, we've got some managers and coaches like Ando, we've got Jonesy, Pato, all those sorts of guys. That have been sponsors and managers for the club below and bells for the last, you know, 10, 15 years sort of thing since the early 2000s. So, you know, it, it means a lot just not to me, but to also a lot of staff that put in a lot of time and effort that, you know, see us in the finals and hopefully get to the big dance and win it. Oh, good. Well, Nick, thanks very much for your time this afternoon, mate. And um, obviously a few weeks to go, mate, but definitely looking forward to seeing uh, some Gold Coast flavour hopefully come finals time, mate. Yeah, cheers for that, mate. Hopefully we can uh, throw the ball and have a bit of razzle-dazzle. Oh, good, mate. Best of luck on the weekend, mate. We'll catch up. Have this. Cheers. Some great stuff there from Nick Turner, mate. He is one of the absolute... Stalwarts of club rugby and probably the definition of the term battler. He's uh, one of the mainstays <laughs> there in that Bull Sharks lineup year in, year out. You've got to love him. You know, they're coming against Sunnybank at Old Mac this weekend. Obviously, the last time they played, it went down to the wire, down to a kick from Mitch Third to win it. Jay, how do you see this one playing out, mate? Um, oh, look, Bond. Bond have been fantastic. They're, they're showing, I mean, they can travel. 
Um, but they've been ridiculous this season. So who knows? Look, we always say they're the unknown quantity. You don't know what they're going to bring. They've got to travel. They've got the buy. You know, you never know whether buyers affect them more. You never know whether momentum can swing their way or not or whatever. But, yeah, look, the way they've been playing and the way the fortunes of Sunnybank have been going, I'm going to pick Bond. Um, but, yeah, I mean, stranger things have happened, right? Well, mate, I think this is a key one for them to win. We talk about these runs home in these last three games. So while Bond are in a very good position with three games in hand because they're the only team in the top four currently with three games in hand, UQ, East and Jeeps all have a bye in these next three rounds. But after today, they've got Jeeps and they've got UQ. UQ in round 11 to finish off is obviously going to be a tough one facing the ladder leaders. That game against GPS, Gallopers are potentially playing for their season. So they won't go down easy. Um, they're just lucky that that match is going to be down at Shark Park. So they got home and grand advantage for that one. But um, yeah, I think they've definitely got a target this week. It's got to be, they've got to come away from them, um, from Sunnybank with a win. <laughs> now, mate, cracking game coming up this weekend. Our two clubs going against each other, East v. Wests. <laughs> How are we thinking about this one, mate? This is going to be an absolute corker. Uh, the dog is on a high after that dub against Jeeps. You know, East starting to hum along since they uh, lost that match against uh, Bond, um, you know, a month or so ago. Uh, forward pack's both very, very good. I think the East forward pack is probably more established than, say, the West one. But the West one has shown that they're absolutely red hot. I mean, they just dusted Jeeps at the kennel. So, I mean, look, you've got to say East, but as a doggy supporter, I'm going to say West. Well, you know where my vote's going, mate. Yeah, I think it's all pretty self-explanatory, to be honest. <laughs> well, mate, East obviously in second spot on the ladder at the moment. Um, on 25 points, two points behind UQ. They've got West this week, a bye, and they finish off with Brothers at Brothers. This is going to be their last home game, and I've got it on good authority. This is going to be Benny Mullins' last home game in Tiger Stripes, mate, as a player. This is a big reason for the boys to get up and get around Benny this weekend. Yeah, I think that's going to be, that's going to be a contributing factor to how the Tigers come out of the gates yeah, I think they're going to be right up for this one. It'll be absolutely heaving. Very true. Now, mate, we're going to back to Chipsywood this weekend. We've got Souths hosting GPS, obviously, for a host of GPS boys. This is going to be their first return to Souths with the likes of Alex Casey, Abele, Teller Brothers going back to Chipsywood Oval in different colours. So I'm sure they'll get a raucous uh, reception from... Some of the uh, the Magpies faithful, mate, but we've got two teams on opposite ends of the ladder. Obviously, South's been struggling, and Jeeps, as we mentioned, they've got a buy in the last round. They've got South this weekend. They've got Bond next weekend in round 10. They can't afford to lose this one. They can't afford to lose it, and LV's not going to let them. He will absolutely be, go mental if anything happens. So, yeah, look, Jeeps, you'd have to say Jeeps are going to just strangle out of this match. I mean, take the Will Guinea um, factor out of the last time they played. The Gallopers were pretty comprehensive in that one. It's probably hard to see the match going 
um, a different way. But in saying that, anything could happen, mate. We've seen these spot these South guys can turn up. Those things happen, man. So never yeah, say never. That's it. That's it. And now, mate, the match of the round this week, we have the second Northside Derby for the year, North versus Brothers at Hugh Courtney Oval. It's family day. North it's boys, they're going to be playing in some Captain America-themed jerseys um, brought to you by Dynasty that uh, gone and had a look at, taking some photos of this week, mate. They're going to be looking sharp. Mate, yeah, I saw that photo of Reese Tarpanay looking red hot in that jersey. Um, I mean... You can't go past brothers, to be honest. I think brothers are going to be playing finals footy and Jeeps aren't. I'm calling it right now. But, you know, Jeeps have got a tough run home. They've got the bye in the final round of the season. You know, brothers have a pretty good run. They've got Norse as well as Sunnybank and someone else, maybe East or whatever it is in that final round. So they they win the next they win two of their next three and Jeeps win one of their next two could be dicey stuff. But yeah, brothers, brothers, I think will get the job done on the day this weekend. But, you know, we've seen, we, we match the round family day out at North typically always seems to be matching the round over the last few years. And they've always come away with the dubs. So they're, they're pretty good on family day. They're a very good family club. They've got a hell of a lot of juniors and they all seem to stick around and have a hell of a day out. So you never know, but look, you got to go, brothers. Look, mate, I'm looking forward to this one because we haven't really had a chance to see. Well, at least I haven't had a chance to see North play live this year yet. Um, but you know, some of their their key recruits are obviously out injured. No Nick Chapman yet. My understanding is he's going to be back for the Sunnybank game, which isn't until the final round for North, which is a bit of a shame. Um, they, they lost their big South African prop. Um, and uh, Brad Coon's out, uh, Jacob Bredo's out, so it's a bit of a walking wounded scenario at North. But as we mentioned, anything mm. can happen at Hugh Courtney on Family Day. Looking forward to this one as match of the round. But mate, we mentioned brothers there and their run to the finals. Now they're sitting in fifth spot at the moment. They're on 17 competition points. GPS is ahead of them on 19 competition points. Brothers have the game in hand. So they've got North this week, and then they've got Sunnybank, and then they finish the season with East. Now, no doubt that clash against East is going to be an absolute humdinger, and they're going to have the benefit of getting Reds players back, which we'll talk about in a second. But North and Sunnybank, these next two weeks, Matho will be into these brothers' boys, and they're going to be absolutely attacking these two matches because they can't afford to lose them and leave things to chance with a clash against second place East in the final round. That's it. That's it. I think they're going to be fighting tooth and nail. Matho is no slouch. You know, he's a premiership winning coach. Uh, He knows what he's talking about. He will be able to get these guys fired up and, you know, he'll be saying to them, you win these next two games and you literally have one foot in the door because you never know what's going to happen with Jeeps. They should win this weekend against South. The week after against Bond, who knows? They still get those two. You never know what the mathematical chances are going to be. You know, they might just need to get their points differential up. Who knows? But Matho is going to be saying, you go out these next two weeks and you put your foot in the throat and you don't let it off until that whistle is 
backbone in the 80th minute. So I wouldn't be surprised if brothers come out with a huge attack mindset and look to absolutely smother Norse this weekend. Yeah. Now, Matt, I think, you know, from what people can gather as we chat with what we're chatting about here, there's probably realistically five teams still in the running for finals. So obviously UQ, East, Bonds, Jeeps, Brothers, West mathematically is potentially still in the mix, but uh, it's going to take a miracle for them to yeah. get there. No offence, mate. No, um, I'm not sorry, <laughs> But I suppose the key thing is now... <laughs> While we've seen Rebels and Waratahs players and Brumbies go back to club rugby after the GFs um, and all that sort of stuff, which is, you know, great to see. The unfortunate thing for our boys is under the Queensland Health Directives, that the, the, the cells have been under as well as the Broncos' as teams that have been travelling to New South Wales, etc., for matches. Because um, the guys went to ACT last week when it was still on the hotspot list. Um, it's a shame the final wasn't this Friday because it would be a different scenario altogether or this Saturday I should say um, they've got to have another two weeks in isolation for the fellas who aren't in that Wallaby squad so it's a case of who's going to come back for these guys in that final round who can have an impact so if you look at UQ they'll, like, they'll obviously get a few guys back like Jock Campbell Angus Scott Young they've also got Sam Wallace who's been sitting around not playing uh, any footy, just training with the squad. So some key inclusions there. I think they can get away without Angus Scott Young or Sam Wallace with the forward pack. They've already got Jock Campbell inclusion in the back line of this. He's going to be huge. We saw what he did in the final series for him last year. The Easts, um, they're probably only going to get very little benefit with Seru Uru coming back. Understanding is Jack Hardy is mm. going to be coming back due to an unfortunate injury. We wish him all the best. So we yeah. just had Sarah Uru for the forward pack. So the Tigers at back line for forward pack, it's not changing much. We've just got one inclusion, albeit a very good inclusion. For Bond, yeah. they'll potentially get a bit of tall timber with Angus Blythe coming back, which is excellent. Some Alex Murphy action, but probably not a whole lot of change there within that makeup for the Bond side. For the Gallopers, now they potentially can get a lot of win out of this with the Smith Twins, Twain to a Lima, Jack Straker, Bryce Hegarty, but obviously with a bye. Got to make finals. They've got to make finals. They've got to make finals and with a bye in that final round when they would get these guys back, it doesn't matter if they don't win the next two matches. Long story short. So the Gallopers are in, in probably a difficult position and brothers, I think, are probably going to benefit the best in terms of what they need um, with players coming back. Ryan Smith, having done all the training with the Reds, is going to come back and he's going to be absolutely chomping at the bit to play footy. And he'll go into that second row of Brad Kappa, forming an excellent connection there, or excellent combination, I should say. Harry Hooper to add some prop strength. And then in the backs, you're going to see Hamish Stewart slot in somewhere. Lawson Crichton's back. Those two players alone are going to add a lot of class to this brother's back line. Yeah. And they come back for their match against East. So if you look at yeah. it, brothers are going to get through North and Sunny Lake, which they should be able to do. And then they get some reinforcements back to take on East. And it'll be at home at Crosby. Massive. You look at where brothers are placed at the moment, mate. Um, 
you know, there's a bit of a road for them there, mate, to reach that top four. There is. There's, there's, of all the sides, they have the clearest pathway to be able to sneak their way into that top four. You know, every side still has to take on some serious opposition. We know that. But other sides don't have, you know, um, games in hand. They also don't have, you know, games against lowly, op- lo- like, for lack of a better term, lowly opposition. So, yeah, look, look, oh, yeah, it could be dicey. Imagine if Jeeks didn't play finals this year. Hectic. Mate, crazy. But the way things are tracking, mate, it's it's possible. To be honest, it's looking probable if you really think about it. Don't let Elwi hear you say that, mate. I know. I've got to give him a wide berth moving forward. That's for damn sure. <laughs> you, might get yeah. a knock you might get a rude knock on the door, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, mate, we're down to the business end of the season. Super exciting stuff as we are heading towards finals. But uh, while we're heading towards finals, we've got the regional competitions around the state that are reaching grand final time. Now, I know there is a GF up in CQ and Central Highlands this weekend. Um, we've got the mighty Gladstone Goats going up against Brothers in CQ, which is going to be massive, mate. There's a lot of... Uh, a lot of old uh, USC and UQ boys that are running around at that Gladstone Gruff side, mate. No other than Seamus O'Connor, he loves it. So I'm sure he'll enjoy a shout-out, mate. So best of luck to any teams, any players around the state who are competing in finals footy this weekend. I know Dan's comp's going into semifinals, so some exciting stuff yeah. ahead over the next few weekends, that's for sure. Nah, mate, I, I absolutely... Absolutely love it. You know, I've obviously had the chance to go out to Gun Ladies Day and I follow it pretty closely now and I absolutely froth it. So, yeah, up the graphs are going up against the Brothers Boys, as you said. That's going to be an absolute corker. So, yeah, I absolutely froth the country code, that's for sure. Well, I know you and I are both going country next Saturday, mate. You're going to get up to the Sunshine Coast for, and see Cleandra play and commentate that one. And yep. that we've got Prem Grade split across Saturday and Sunday. Um, so we'll catch, um, we'll both catch the uh, the UQ West game on Sunday, and on that Saturday I'm going to head out to Toowoomba for the finals at Clive Berghofer. So um, I've got a good mate of mine, Jackson Frawley, who's playing in the undefeated Warwick Rats uh, B grade side. So they're only in B grade; they're not in A grade. But uh, some great things happening out in the Southern Downs, mate, with uh, with Warwick. So exciting times ahead. Big weekend plan, mate. I am absolutely frothing for it. No, it's, uh, mate, we're pretty lucky that we've had footy back and being able to play at the level we're at, considering where we're seeing things are at in other parts of the world. And um, I suppose it's a, it's a good reminder when you look at things like what's happening in the UK with their rising cases and all that sort of stuff at the moment that we've been able to get footy back. We've played out some super rugby season. We've got test matches on the horizon and we've got plenty of community rugby to get around over the next few weeks. It's exciting stuff. That's it, mate. It's absolutely fantastic. All right, mate. Well, you look like you're ready for bed, mate, so I'll leave you to it. (laughs) Cheers, saucy boy. Always a pleasure. And I will catch you out in Clubland, mate. Have a good one.